All right. Anybody, anybody out here, if you're in this business, you got to have a plan B. Got to have a plan B. GS Plumbing Talk Line is 1-800-905-0989. The Common Sense Retirement Planning Text Line is 71307. So let's go to the phones. Never Trumpers on the line. Yes, sir. Hey, Bill. Thanks for taking my call. Sure. Hey, uh, there, there was an interesting poll that came out from Fox News. You've uh, probably seen it. And uh, the gist was that three and eight, nearly 40, uh, 40% of the likely uh, Republican uh, voters said that it was um, okay for a president to break the law to get our country straight again. And I, I thought that was kind of a high uh, number. And with what you've been talking about, the uh, Muslim problem, I was wondering what you thought about maybe rounding up these people, putting them in camps and sending them out of the country. I mean, it, it all, would be breaking the law. But how would how, how, that would not be breaking the law. It's against the law to be here illegally. No, I'm not talking about people that are here illegally i'm talking about legal citizens rounding them up putting them in camps breaking the law well you feel that would be like acceptable you're you're sort of extending that way out there aren't you yes well three three and eight say you can break the law Uh uh-huh and and so that's 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 a poll it's a it's a consensus an opinion Right. We do you know how many yeah. people where they where they gathered this poll at? It was on it was on Fox, probably a broad broad poll of their viewership. Okay. Like so, all their polling. Ah. So, uh, you know, I I don't necessarily agree with that at all. I I think that is uh that is a if we're going going after citizens is a whole other thing altogether. Hmm. Even though that might be in the direction of setting our country straight, how would that be in the direction direction of setting the country straight to start uh, rounding up citizens and putting them in camps? Well, it's certain types it, of undesirable. That's a democratic. That's a democratic talking point. You're you're, you're Hillary Clinton right no, now, right? I've been I've been kind of listening to you over the last half hour. You've, you've I have a, said nothing about rounding up citizens and putting them in camps. No, no, no. I'm not saying that you said that. I'm oh. just saying that that your talk over the last half hour has given a pause to this classification of uh, people that I'll that we'll call a Muslims. That they are. I mean, let's just call it dangerous and a threat to the country, right? Yes. I mean, that, that, that can safely be uh, taken from the last half hour, correct? Yes. Okay. So, to set the country straight, 37.5% of the people that are likely Republican voters break the law, round them up, get them out of here, right? Makes sense? Uh, no. Hmm. Kind of a conundrum. All right, Bill. Not really a conundrum. Not really a conundrum. Not really a conundrum. I don't look at anybody as deplorable. When I served the country, I didn't take an oath to only defend conservatives. I went out and I defended the Constitution. 
And as long as it's constitutional, I'm all behind it. When it becomes extra constitutional. What about if it's if it's against the Constitution, that you set the Constitution off on the side, like uh, Trump Trump said earlier in the year, that things are so bad, you need to put the Constitution aside, do what you got to do, clean up the mess? Hmm. I'm not for that. Okay. Thank you, Bill. I don't look at, I don't look at anybody as a king. And I mean, what you're describing, though, I mean, if that's some, are you for that? Oh, heck no. No, I, no? Am, I am totally, totally for the law, totally for the Constitution. Ah. And so who has followed that the closest, in your opinion? Um, I mean, who has followed it in general? Or are the you closest. talking specifically for a person? I, closest, I think the closest. I think everyone. I I think all of our uh, leaders have generally generally followed it. That's why I'm so concerned that in a second Trump term, when Trump says that that sometimes you got to put aside the Constitution, and you have a polling where three out of eight likely uh, Republican voters say it's okay to break the law, I think there's some concern about what may happen if Trump wins in 2024, which I think you he know, has a very good chance to win. A you know, I, I, listen, I, I listen to some of the things that you say, and I can see that they're thought out, right? I can see that there's a, there's a method to what you decide to, to put when you're, when you're putting your thoughts forward. However, the one thing that I have never, I, I don't quite get is you don't get the fact where Trump gets out there and says things on purpose to set people like you, just to, to drive you guys insane. Well, I, I, I think that, I think that words, words matter. Yeah. And actions matter more what though. He's going to do. No, no. Well, he's, yeah, he, he, actions matter. <laughs> huh? Actions matter. And yeah. speaking is an action and words matter. Okay. So words, words are violence. Yeah. Words are violence, right? Words are violence. Right. Words. Pardon me. I didn't. Words are violence. No, they are not violence. Well, that's what you're saying. They matter. They matter. They matter. They matter. But but things that matter aren't always violent. That that's a Ah. that that's not. So when did when did Trump when did Trump say this about putting aside the Constitution? It was a a tweet that he had put out in the first quarter of 2023. Okay. Or it, it wasn't a, a tweet. It was on his truth social. Uh, truth, truth, truth social. Sure, yes, sure. So the guy who knows it, everybody. That, right? No, I, I don't. I, I don't use any of that. Any of that oh. nonsense. No, yeah, well, it, was, it was kind of big uh, news when it came out. Well, I see, mean, that, but I understand. News. I understand exactly what Trump is doing when he does that. Trump's like Harry Houdini. He gets out there and he uses misdirection like a master. That's one thing he has mastered. And he's not the first one to do it. I've worked for people that have done that. They've done it very, very effectively. And what that does, misdirection, that's right. It's a a magician's trick. That's why you think an elephant can be... Misdirection implies that he gets back on track and that the misdirection was a feint for a greater purpose. What What is the greater purpose 
when he faints and says, I'm going to turn down the cast. I, I am I am going to. Uh, well, I mean, uh, go look at his first presidency and tell me, tell, tell, tell me where, where he didn't perform. And where if you've been listening, yeah, I've I've already mentioned about the lockdowns. I've already mentioned how he got suckered into that. So besides that, where did he not perform? Well, um, I, I I don't I don't think that's even a valid question with respect to what's. Well, you're saying what you're you're saying twenty five. Well, but he you're was saying, he was constrained. He was constrained considerably. And you think he wouldn't he be more? A, so? a no, oh heck no! Okay. He isn't going to have. The same generals and the same people. He is already ready vetting. Oh no! Well, yeah, today. yeah, sure, sure he is, and he should. He should because everybody there, General Milley, should be in jail. John Stockton should be in jail. Everybody that went What's behind it? his, everybody that went behind his back and circumvented the chain of command, should be in jail, and they're not. So. I look I mean, at him as a learning animal, and I think he's going to get out there, and this time he's going to know what he's doing. So there's the, there's your misdirection. He's out there. He's what? I can't I can't wait for him to be president again. I, I can't wait for that. Yeah, I I I also can't wait, but for a different reason. Oh Thanks, yeah, all of us dummies. We'll we'll be we'll we'll learn we'll learn all about it. Bye. <sighs> You know, sometimes that kind of thing is just good for your for your sinuses. It is. <laughs> when we get back, it's going to be 2A Tuesday with Dewey Lemons. This is News Talk 98.9 WORD. Gotta look at the one sitting there. Ah, uh, 2A Tuesday. With Dewey Lemons from Dewey's Pawn Shop. Good morning, sir. Hey, good morning, guys. He, he's 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 finding am, ammunition right now, right? You find finding yeah, ammunition. Yeah, yeah, man. Right we 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 <laughs> we covered up over here. I'm yeah. trying to get some get some customers helped here. And Bill Freddy said, Call me. And I said, Okay, I'll call you. What's going on? <laughs> So, are we having some last-minute Christmas shopping going on right now? Oh yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Now, I, I'm curious how has the uh, how has the jewelry department how how does that run during the Christmas season? No, it'll be in a box that says 35 Remington on it. Jewelry is something that's going really really good right now. It always picks up a lot at Christmas time. Um, so that's that's one thing um, we're doing a lot of jewelry work. So that's putting us a little bit behind. You know, we don't. Normally, you know, deer deer season and hunting season, jewelry's just, you know, just kind of goes along, goes along. But Christmas time, jewelry really picks up. I'm selling a lot of jewelry right now. And you're looking for 35 Remington ammo? Yeah, yeah, we are caller. See, get her on the phone. Hey, um, <laughs> yeah, we're doing a lot of jewelry's moving right now. Um, ammunition, we're getting a lot of stuff that's been hard to get coming in, so we're getting customers coming and picking up stuff like that. Um, so, and how is traders been, uh, doing this Christmas season? How are they rolling? Same thing. They're yeah. they're they're rocking and rolling over there. They're busy too. We even we even got some 410 ammo in a while ago. So, we um we're getting a lot of good hard to get stuff in. 
You know, there's a lot of people out there that think there's going to be an ammunition shortage this year, and I guess that's off of that Lake City nonsense that came out that proved not to be true. Well, uh, you know, they came out with that again, saying the same thing, but I'm not seeing it. I just I just had one of my distributors this morning, you know, say, I got you know plenty of 223 ammo. Do you need some? You know, so I, I don't know, but we're we're sure selling it, that's for sure. Yeah, yeah. Another thing that you have a lot of is reloading supplies. Yeah, we do. We get a lot of reloading stuff. Well, I mean, most people don't carry as much of that as you do. Does traders have that much stuff for reloading as you do? They got a good bit of reloading stuff over there. Probably not as much as I. You know, I don't know. He gets he gets way more powder than we get. He um he gets lucky. He gets more powder than we get on a regular basis over there. Yeah. But um but yeah, we get a lot of reloading stuff in. It's um and the last time I was there, I saw so some much. nice used progressive uh, pr- uh, pr- progressive presses for reloading yes, there. Y- yeah, we get a lot of presses in. We sure and do. you got the dies. You got, you got the dies. You got the primers. All kinds of dies. Is yeah, there any shortage got... on reloading components? Uh, yeah, powder's hard to get. Primers are still hard to get. Um, yeah. The actual reloading dies and stuff like that, I don't think so. But your, your powder and primers are still hard to get, yeah. Any gun this week that's come in that you have uh, seen come in that you, you just sort of stands out in your mind? I know that's a long stretch, but uh. man, we've been getting so many in this week. I mean, I, I, I getting, you know, I got that. What is it? The three sixty buck hammer. Yes. I, yes. I, I just, I was just, I was just showing a man that right there, and he said, "You got any ammo?" And I said, "Yes, sure do. We got, we got that three sixty buck hammer ammo." So you know, that's a, that's a different cool round that we got that sitting on the rack, and of course, I got some. Some old Marlins out there, and got some 35s on the rack. Got still got some 3030s, so we're um, getting a lot of cool stuff. The 300 PRCs uh, got a lot, a lot of seven millimeter PRCs that's come in, so we still got those in inventory, and we got the ammo for them too. So we're getting a lot of lot of. If somebody, know, we're still covered up with shotguns, Berettas if, and Benellis. We got a lot of them. Well, I mean, but you're the guy for that kind of stuff. Who else sells that yeah. many of those things? We trying to keep up. We trying well, to keep up. But, but I mean, you're. I mean, so like, I don't know. Like, if I if I go to another gun shop that has anywhere near what you've got, most of them don't actually go out there and use that stuff. I mean, you've got the evidence all around the top of the built. You know, all, all around the ceiling, bordering the whole building about what you've used and how you've used it. So I, I know, man, if you come over here and buy some more guns from me, I'll get to go hunting some more. That's what I'm working on. That's right. What What would you go? If you could go hunting tomorrow for something, what would it be? If I could go tomorrow, Oh, I'd probably, I'd probably go deer hunting. I didn't done much deer hunting this year. I had to work a lot and do a lot of other things. So I didn't really get in, get to just go, you know, go sit on the farm and try to get a nice whitetail. I hadn't done that this year, but, yep. um, I do. I love to hunt anything. If I go squirrel hunting, that's better than working. That's for sure. You know, <laughs> I love. We got a lot of squirrels this year. It seems like. Yeah, we do. Yeah, we do. I don't have that many squirrels in my yard because I have a bunch of birds of prey. Ah, that's pretty I, cool. Well, it, it's cool in the, if you don't like squirrels. I don't particularly care about them one way or the other. But uh, yeah, the, yeah, the 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 birds of prey take care of that for me. I don't have to worry about that at all. We got um, we got a bunch of owls and stuff like that, but I still got a whole bunch of squirrels. I've been seeing yep. tons of them. Yep. But um, but this year this year's um been a different year. I hadn't seen as many big bucks. You know, not as many as my customers are coming in showing me big buck pictures as they usually do. 
So I don't know if people are killing as many big deer this year or not. But um, I, I, I saw a lot earlier this year, but hadn't seen any later and hadn't had any customers come in lately, you know, in the last couple of weeks with any nice deer at all. What is the most exotic animal that you've hunted that you could eat? That you can eat? Yeah. Oh, man. I guess, um, you know, Elon. Um, Elon's, you know, that's the largest antelope in the world right there. That's that's yeah. a huge animal in Africa. It's in, it's in a lot of different places in Africa. Um, it's really good eating. Um, it's a huge animal. But, um, I mean, a lot of, you know, sable's good. Kudu's good. What about these people that eat bear? Bear? I've never been... I've never liked bear that much. I've had bear, and I didn't, you know, I didn't think it was that great. And I hear people swear by, oh, it's the best thing in the world, you know, but I don't know. I, I never liked bear too much, you know. And I, I've killed a few, and I've tried. Man, I've tried to cook the, the back strap, you know, marinate it and cook it slow and then grill it and do everything. And i just never been able to get a bear meat that was good. On, on, the, uh, on the reloading supplies, I'm being asked if you have percussion caps. Um, we did. I don't know if we got any left or not. We did have some in for like 50 calibers rifles and stuff like that. Um, we had some for the big old reenactment stuff, you know, like the, the great old big ones, but I think we're sold out of those. Um, but, um, I, I, I don't know. I'd have to check and see if we got some of those still in stock. And I'm being asked if you have either a P320 Legion or a P226 Legion. I think there's both out there i'm pretty sure there's both i got See, a that whole bunch of me. yeah i got a whole bunch of six you got P20s a bunch of p320s there. yeah yeah i'm loaded down with those things yep yep but so um, outstanding uh do you have any of the 22 revolvers that shoot two bullets at the same time no i do not what is that i don't know i got lots of 22 revolvers i've never heard of one of those if any of them shoot two at one time, something's wrong with it. We give it to the gunsmith and they fix this one. <laughs> no, I don't know. I don't know that. But I'm, there might be one that does that. I know there's some. Um, there are some derringers, you know, that are made that shoot two at a time. Before I run out of time, somebody's asking me about wild boar. Have you ever thought about doing like a cookbook for all the stuff that you've hunted? Oh man, that would be cool. But I, I just don't have. If I got time, I'm going hunting. I'm not going to cook. Oh. Yeah. Well, somebody's going to cook it, right? Like, do you ever I, hunt somebody wild Somebody cooks it, and I got some friends. Man, I got a buddy who's a great cook. He loves to cook, but he's got more spare time than I do. Yeah. Okay. But, um, but yeah, anyway. wild wild hogs good, man. If you you get you a so, nice hundred pounder and cook it good, a nice sow, and you yeah. cook it good, man, that's great meat. I'm uh, so for any of you guys that have any questions about how to cook it you need to ask Dewey when you go by and see him there tell him that you heard it here uh if I don't talk to you again Merry Christmas sir yes sir you have a good one too and if we can help you we'll be here all the way through Saturday for any questions we will will be closed on on Sunday and Monday and Tuesday there you go any questions between now and then 422-0072 area code 864-422-0072 thank you for joining me this morning sir now you can go find that ammo Thank you, sir. Have a good one. You as well. Busy at Dewey's Pawn Shop. Busy. Gen Z. On top of everything else they're worried about now, apparently they have something called menu anxiety. I'm just going to let that speak for itself. This is News Talk 98.9 WORD.
There is an old joke about Generation Z. If you want to disorient a member of Generation Z, tell them to meet you at a certain time, then leave the instructions with an analog clock for the time and have it written in cursive. GS Plumbing Talk Line is 1-800-905-0989. The Common Sense Retirement Planning Text Line is 71307. You might also give them a car with a straight drive to get there. Generation Z, you know, this is a particular generation that snarls with more alacrity than any prior demographic, but all that screaming and chanting and threats and finger snaps are more bluster because like most wild animals, they're more afraid of me than I am of them. And as it turns out, they may be more afraid of everything, including menus. Now, reading, of course, is a, an essential life skill. Ordering from a menu is not. You know, you just look at that menu, decide what you want, and then telling your waiter or waitress about your selection. And that may include those odious instances where you have to scan a QR code or to download the menu. That's the latest one. I can't stand that one. I don't like that at all. But the last thing I want to do when I'm at a restaurant, because I'm, I want to look around at the restaurant. But anyway, I'd, I don't want to be sitting there with my smartphone. You know? Gen X, the boomers, they can look at a restaurant and from, you know, what we see, figure out what's offered, you know. You know, for me, it's going to be bacon. Uh, let's see, bacon cheeseburger, side of fries. Maybe if I'm feeling particularly... Adventurous, I might say Stella Artois or something. But a menu apparently exerts too much pressure on Gen Z. As a matter of fact, I use that, I use that order, especially if they ask for my name, rank, and serial number. Just tell them, you know, bacon cheeseburger, fries, Stella Artois. Now, the prospect of reading, choosing an item, and then talking with a previously unknown person is apparently unthinkable for some in their ranks. The New York Post notes that the British restaurant chain Prezo recently conducted a survey. They asked 2,000 people how relaxed they felt when dining out. A whopping 86% of Gen Z adults. Is that even really grammatically correct to say that? They said that they suffered from menu anxiety. Yeah. 34% of that group said that they got so worked up that they asked a fellow diner to speak to the server for them. <laughs> uh, 40% became so anxious at the prospect of talking to the waitstaff that they avoid going out to dinner altogether if they cannot read the menu before arriving at the restaurant. Now, one concern may be the cost of the meal, which has some, there's, that's a legitimate concern. Another is the possibility that you might regret that, which is also sort of lame to consider. 
Post said that a similar U.S. study showed that three out of ten Americans now live with the burden of menu anxiety. You know, this technology went in exactly the opposite direction it was supposed to go in. The thing about the digital revolution is that Gen Z never developed one-on-one in-person skills. They don't know how to communicate with a person. And, you know, I I can see it because I'll I'll go like into a grocery store and I'll want to engage the bag kid that's bagging up the groceries and he can't look me in the eye. So most of the time nowadays when I go through, if I'm in a grocery store, I at least want the cashier to be around my age so that at least I can have, you know, I've got to stand there for about two minutes. Why not have a discussion with my fellow man about anything? I do that at gas pumps. I do that anywhere I go. I don't know. There's nobody that I don't know that I won't talk to. They spend so much time online. They broadcast to the world every mundane mundane detail of their lives, including their pronouns, what they want to have amputated or appended, and how they feel about pretty much everything. But they built this cocoon around themselves, and they're constantly affirmed while in it, but when they get out of it, then they have to face reality, and they can't cope with it. And despite this alleged crippling anxiety, these people have no trouble marching in mass upon some unsuspecting person or business and screaming, you can't hide, we charge you with genocide. Or, hey, hey, ho, ho, that thing we hate has got to go. They, they know how to assemble in a wolf pack to pr- protest their perceived grievance, and they seem to handle the world very well as so long as they're accompanied by a few hundred of their closest friends. And a claim that they feel threatened or triggered just gives them some sort of license to run amok. Of course, they haven't, they haven't actually met anybody yet that wasn't going to put up with that nonsense. So, and what is this? Is this, is this just, I'll tell you what it is. This is cowardice. But on the plus side, if you ever are accosted while you're out there by a roving horde of these guys, just have a bunch of menus on them. And when they descend, just toss a few of those at them and they will run away. They're going to run away. Our military is the smallest fighting force today that it has been in eight decades. This is News Talk 98.9 WORD. Who knows the name of the guy that sings this? Tell me on the text line if you know the name of the guy that sings this. I know the name of the guy that sings this. Speaking of singing, can I can I tell this to uh, Maestro? Can I say what's about to come up on the weekend? Yeah, sure. Yeah? So, on Upstate Pulse, they have a selection on their karaoke special that I did. Yeah, it's pretty epic. You think so? Yeah, yeah, it's coming together. <laughs> Just a little tease there for you. No, it's not Boris Karloff. 
<laughs> it's not James Earl Jones. So, anyway, for those who don't know, the guy's name is saying, saying that. His name was Thurl Ravenwood. No kidding. No kidding. You have a caller, by the way. Well, let's go to the phones then. Who am I talking to? Uh, Gene. Gene. Yes, sir. Yes. Gene, what? Yes, yes, sir. Yes, Bill. Very, very uh, well, briefly. The fellow that spoke to you before, uh, <laughs> uh, the guy is either a... Uh, uh, an empty-minded polemic, or or more scary, he might be what reflects the average American citizen today, and and I think it's a combination of the two. But doesn't he know what his friends in China are doing to the Muslims, the Uyghurs? I don't know. I doubt All it very right. seriously. See, his 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 coloring is about everything that he sees somebody say. That being Trump, and uh, Trump plays him like a marionette he, he 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 uses him like a puppet he's as as they say in uh specter you're a kite dancing in the wind well you know i have a, i have another metaphor for that uh, a number of years ago i said trump is throwing out frisbees to a bunch of dogs and, and look at them jump and chase the frisbee yep 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 so uh but uh, i mean but what's here even scarier though i mean let's assume he's a democrat uh, doesn't he understand what Nancy Pelosi and Chuck Schumer, have, well, Barack Obama have in mind for this country? Well, I mean, uh, he's just projecting. I mean, everything he's talking about Trump doing, they've already done. They've yeah, well, already done we, it. They've gotten out that. there. They've talked about re-educating, deprogramming Trump followers, right? The, the basket of deplorables, right? <laughs> uh, the MAGA terrorists, the MAGA Republicans, mm -hmm. the domestic terrorists. I mean... Right. That's they're saying that on a regular basis, and then they project well, to make make out well, like Trump is somehow the Nazi. Oh, I can, I I just want to wave a flag of caution to the American people, as I did back in nine eleven. I was shocked to see how little the American people knew or understood about about the religion of Islam and Islamic history, yeah. and it's really sad. They are they are well positioned here in America to grow and take over. Yeah, well, I mean, they're talking about in, in Minnesota where they have a big Somalian population. They've changed the Minnesota flag, and they say it looks just like the Somalian national flag. Right. Yeah, so. Yeah, they are definitely not exactly the, the religion of peace and love. No uh, and, and the Constitution is not consistent with Islam. No, 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 it is not. not, none, not there's, nothing about, there's nothing about Western life that, can, can, it, that is compatible with Islam at all, no. But the, the one thing they, the, that Islam hates the most, you know what it is? The gospel of Jesus Christ. Well, listen, let me jump. Let me jump. And uh, thanks for the call. Merry Christmas to you. All good points. I appreciate that. I, 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 was, I was hearing that in the background. I couldn't figure out at first. That was the radio that he didn't turn out. Uh, right now, the military that we have right now is the smallest fighting force we've had in 80 years, which means that this is probably near pre-World War II levels. Uh, there's a guy, I, I don't know him, I know of him, I know a lot of people that know him. His name is Mike Glover, he has a YouTube channel. Uh, Army vet, counterterrorism expert, he does uh, something called Fieldcraft Survival or something like that. And... Um, The stuff that he teaches is very, very specific, and he's had people come to him in the past to learn the various Warcraft techniques that are taught, and uh, 
that is dwindling. His, 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 his student body is beginning to dwindle. And that's because morale is at an all-time low. He thinks the military needs to refocus all of their efforts on the mission and away from the DEI initiatives, which I agree with. I mean, that was what it was about. It was about the mission. The mission was everything. The mission was where we had our focus, and this was what made us dangerous. Because we didn't care what happened on the way to achieving the mission, to making our objective. We were just focused on making the objective, and everything else in our way, on the way, was going to be churned up into a nice pulp. And now... At the beginning of the year, we had 1,285,000 troops, the lowest number since before the U.S. entered the Second World War. Only the Marines and the Space Force met their recruiting goals, while the Army, Navy, and Marines missed their recruiting goals by a total of uh, 41,000. Last week, uh, the Acting Undersecretary for Personnel and Readiness spoke before the House Armed Services Committee and informed them of the shortfall. While Democrats are in charge... This will lead to another draft. I'll be at Upstate Warrior Solutions tomorrow. Lunch followed, catered graciously by Ingalls Markets. You are listening to News Talk 98.9 WORD, the voice of the Carolinas. <laughs> 